guys, I am joined. <laughs> Do I sound weird? I feel like I sound very off right now. Guys, I just got my first cavity filled. You'll be able to see in the video. <laughs> my half of my mouth is still very numb. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. But if I sound a little off, that's why. Um, but I am very excited to be joined by Ella Blue Tomko today. Ella is a senior at the Frost School of Music. She plays the cello and she's majoring in instrumental performance. Ella hosts her own classical radio show every week and you can find it at wvum.org. She actually just got back from Napa Valley um, where she's participating in a music festival, which she describes as a camp for adults, which I love. Uh, Ella is also a cat mom to two very cute cats, Cheeto and Suki. I think there's, isn't Suki still a kitten? Oh yeah, she's like three months old. <gasps> oh my gosh, she's a baby. She said she's sleeping under her nightstand right now. Yeah. Ella, Ella said that, not Suki. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've known Ella since middle school, which is so crazy. I don't remember how we met in middle school, but. I feel like I, we had class. I think we had science together with. <gasps> I don't remember her name, but I we did that name. project. The project on, on like blue hairs. <laughs> Every time I see a blue hair and I think of Steve. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, the blue hair. And so they have a special place in our heart. So welcome, Ella. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, so excited big to have fan you of on. <laughs> YOB. <laughs> Ella also has her own professional mic since she is a radio show host. Um, so, yes, thank you for coming on. And just what's your story? Uh, well, I just kind of wanted to talk about my journey with um, medication for mm -hmm. my mental health. Um, I think I've been on a variety of antidepressants. Oh, God, when did I start? Um, my junior year of high school. So mm -hmm. I guess, what, four years, about about four years or so. Yeah. Um, kind of on and off. Um, and I'm still having difficulties navigating it. So I figured it, this is a great place to talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely. Especially because it, it can be kind of taboo in our culture, depending on where you are and mm -hmm. who you're around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was just at the dentist today and like making a phone call in the hallway because guys, we're going to go on a quick rant and then we will get back to Ella, I swear. I'm ready. <laughs> so basically... My psychiatrist has not been sending my refills on time. So everything is just screwy. Like I don't have like insurance doesn't pay for like the 30 day ones anymore. So I have to wait for the 90 day ones. But I'm going out of town on Friday and apparently I can't get my meds refill until Friday. And I'm like, but that's what I I'm like, it's literally like three days earlier, but my insurance won't let me get my meds until that 90 day period is up. And if I were to pay for it out of pocket, it's like over a hundred dollars, which is insane. Oh yeah. So, but anyways, I was talking to CVS like on the phone, like in the hallway. And I felt like I was like whispering because they were like, what like prescription do you need? And I was like, Prozac. <laughs> and they're like, what? I was like, Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> so even though like I'm, I, I'm so thankful for my medication and Prozac and the way it's just really stabilized me. It's still like, even with that, it's still hard to talk about in public because you like don't know what other people think. And like, for some reason, right. I still like care what other people think. Right. No, so, yeah. I've definitely been there before. I <laughs> Prozac. 
me do this any louder. <laughs> I know. Sometimes when I'm in situations like that, I'll use the, I don't know what the right term is, the quote medical term. Like, yeah. Lexpro's escitalopram. Yeah. Like, I'll say that. And I'm like, people don't know what that is, right? Like, maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. But, That's so funny. Yeah. By the way, your eyebrows look so good I oh my gosh thank you looking at them while you were telling that story. i just got them done after <laughs> oh. i filled my cavity and getting them threaded was more painful than, than the cavity. i've never gotten my brows threaded Ugh. i didn't know yikes i like how clean they look but it's so painful they do i mean but- it shows <laughs> oh thank you yeah. thank you to my girl at eyebrow design center <laughs> our sponsor for today's podcast (laughs) (laughs) this was really just like the maintenance day for you it it really was yeah I'm like tooth eyebrows that's that's what's important to me right now next is the optometrist I guess (laughs) just making my way down um but yes so you've been on meds since your junior year of high school and have you been on the same medication or have you like flip-flopped between meds no I've definitely flip-flopped and like tried going off of them because I'm kind of the first person in my immediate family to be on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and by immediate family, I just mean me and my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandfather actually has been on them for probably longer than I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually made me feel better learning that um, mm-hmm. he's kind of become my just my helper with yeah, this kind of thing. Giving you guidance. Um, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um I I mean I have no problem just listing all the ones I've been on. Mm-hmm. Um I started out on uh Celexa, which I felt like didn't do anything for me. And mm-hmm. so my uh psychiatrist moved me to Lexapro mm-hmm. and that seemed to be effective. And I was on that for at least a year or two uh, for a while. I was definitely kind of hot and cold with it though. Like sometimes I would just take myself off of it or Mm -hmm. I don't know, but that was okay for a bit. And then, um, my sophomore year of college, the one thing I really don't love about Lexapro is that even though it does help me manage my anxiety and depression, the side effects that come with it are not great. Um, for me personally, it makes me feel very numb. Um, mm. Like I feel like w- I-, I can't cry on it mm-hmm. unless I watch a tearjerker movie. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm depressed and I feel like I like crying would make me feel better, I just, I can't cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, at the same time, it, it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, it made it so that I could actually function in life, uh, mm-hmm. which is why I kept taking myself off of it. And just one time sophomore year when I took myself off of it in the middle of the semester, I it was really bad. Um, I was in this really horrible suicidal depression funk for a full week. I like didn't go to classes. I just laid in bed all day crying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, I guess I'm not ready to be off meds. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess there might be this shame that I feel of being on medication because not a lot of people in my family 
are on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's why I was like, I feel ashamed that I, I literally need this medication to function and survive. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, flash forward to quarantine. Um, oh, keep in mind, like as soon as I went to college in Miami, I stopped seeing a psychiatrist because, mm-hmm. you know, out of town and stuff and they're pretty expensive. So yeah. I didn't, I, I don't know. I just prioritized therapy mm-hmm. instead of meds. And I just went to a regular doctor to keep refilling my Lexapro. Mm-hmm. But anyway, during quarantine, when I was finally back in Virginia, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this time to like find a psychiatrist and find a medication that really works for me. Um, so I don't have to feel numb like this all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got my new psychiatrist and he, he helped me realize that it's like, no, you, you don't need to feel numb to feel better. Mm-hmm. Like there's probably a medication out there that is both effective and like makes you feel yeah. better. Mm-hmm. I, if that makes sense. Um, so then he put me on Cymbalta, which is not an SSRI. Selexa and Lexpro are SSRIs, but Cymbalta is a SNRI, which is Mm -hmm. slightly different. And I definitely didn't feel numb. Unfortunately, I actually think it helped the most out of all my meds, but the side effects were like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. This is definitely TMI, but like I the constipation (laughs) that I got (laughs) from that medication, it was like Horrible. The side effects are intense. They are intense. And it wasn't just for like a few weeks. It was like months of being on this That's drug. Awful. And it didn't go away. And yeah, my vision was getting worse. And oh I don't gosh. know. There were all sorts of physical side effects that just it wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but going off of Simpalta was the worst mm-hmm. withdrawal I've ever had. Yeah. So anyway, I talked to my psychiatrist and you know, I was like, side effects are not great, but at the same time, I feel like I'm ready to be off medication because I had several months of feeling like pretty solid and mm-hmm. I'd been doing therapy throughout the whole pandemic. So I was like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And then the same week I was going to go off my meds, my boyfriend of two years dumped me mm-hmm. and I talked to my psychiatrist and I was like, do you think I should still go off my meds? And he mm-hmm. was like, yeah, you're going to be fine. Oh boy. Which, yeah. Um, not so much. And I did it anyway. And once again, I had just this really horrible, like suicidal depression. Um, and then I was like, okay, I can't do this. Like I have to be on medication. And this time my anxiety was really bad. And so mm-hmm. he put me on Romeron, which I was on for like five months. And I don't know, it, it helped. It, it basically, it took me from like three panic attacks a day to one panic attack a day. But I was like, I know it can get better than this. Yeah. Um, and that's when I switched over to Lexapro this summer because my anxiety was getting to the point where I, I felt like I couldn't leave my house mm. or do day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. So I'm back on Lexapro 
and it's effective, but you know, I'm currently dealing with that numbing side effect, but mm. yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's my medication story. Uh, sorry if that was like too no, detailed or something. No, thank you for sharing all of that. And I really like how honest it was because finding antidepressants, finding the one that works for you is really hard. And I feel like when I first started meds, I thought it was just going to be like a one-stop kind of thing. I was like, okay, I'm just going to get started on this and then I'm going to be better and then I'm going to go off it in X amount of time. But it's not like that. It's really hard to find one that works for you. And this isn't to dissuade anyone from taking meds because like right now I'm in like a very comfortable place with my medication. But like first you have to find which kind of SSRI, SNRI works for you. Then you have to find which dosage works for you. And when I started Prozac, it had the worst side effects. I felt so nauseous and Mm -hmm. tired and just gross. Like I started it when I was at school and I had to come home for a few weeks because of just how bad the side effects were. And it was miserable. And like that was on the lowest dose. So I was like, no way do I want to bump up my dose anymore. Yeah. And so it's when you're starting meds, it's not going to be like, this is the medication for you and this is going to work for you. Like you are going to really have to like stay dedicated or like determined to finding which one works best for you because there is a med out there that will work for you, but it might not be the first one, the first dosage that you try. And so I feel like I know a lot of people who've like bounced back and forth between different medications, which is also hard because I think even knowing that like for me where I am right now, I definitely do need my meds to like stay stable. Mm-hmm. There is a part of me that's like, I, when am I going to get off of them? Like, right. when am I going to be able to stop taking them? And so it's hard when like you keep bouncing back and forth between meds because you're like, well, now I have to start all over again. And now that day that I get it, stop taking them is like, yeah. keeps getting pushed back more and more. So that it can be really frustrating and again like it really helps in the long run but like we can't ignore the fact that it's a hard journey to get there and to like find which med works for you yeah and I think personally I'm gonna keep looking um but for now I know this works Mm -hmm. to keep me functional Mm -hmm. and there really is no shame and taking medication we have no control over the chemicals in our brain like literally none at all Mm -hmm. I I think it's it's hard for our generation too because like our parents like extended like I don't have anyone in my extended family who has been on antidepressants before and so Mm -hmm. like that's something that psychiatrists always ask because usually if something worked for someone in your family it'll probably work for you but like not having anyone so not having any guidance on what meds to take or like any guidance on how to deal with medication like that's why it's like amazing that your grandpa was able to be there for you Mm -hmm. and help you through that I feel like our parents grandparents they probably could have benefited from being on medication but like like being on meds was still very stigmatized in their time so it's not like that they didn't need meds it's just because they might have felt like they couldn't get them so hopefully for our kids our kids kids like it gets easier to talk about needing meds and knowing which meds you need to take yeah I certainly hope so um do you mind me asking when did you feel like more comfortable with Prozac after you initially started taking it 
Oh my gosh. It wasn't until I, okay, this is, I also have just not great with taking my meds, sticking on them. Like I, I, feel that. <laughs> I took myself off Zoloft over the summer of last year, just quit cold turkey, stop taking oh, it. Oh God, no. Yeah. And at first I was like, I feel fine. This is so great. And I got to school and I was like, I am so depressed (laughs) I was like this is awful and so then I just tried I was like okay well I just need to go back to therapy so I tried therapy again and I was like I still feel awful you need it yeah yeah and so that's when I went back to seeing a psychiatrist and she got me on Zoloft again for a little bit yeah and that's like I felt like the same thing you did like I felt so numb I talked about this with Brie when I interviewed her two days ago but it just like I wasn't feeling anxious or depressed, but I just was not feeling anything. And I was like, this is not where I want to be. Like, I know that I can like feel happy right. if I try like different meds and stuff. And so that's when I switched to Prozac. I was on 10 milligrams to begin. And then I went up by 20, 30. And then mm-hmm. at 30 is when my psychiatrist decided to ghost me and stop refilling my <gasps> prescriptions for the 10s. Oh. So I didn't have the 10 milligrams. So I just started taking two of the 20s and just making it 40. And that's where I am right now. And like, I'm settled here. Like, she doesn't know that I'm on 40 milligrams because we haven't met oh. in like <laughs> that's a her month. Fault. We have an appointment set for August, mid-August. So I guess that's when she'll find out that I bumped myself up to 40 I mean, milligrams. Hey, but like, if it's been working for you, then... Yeah. No, like, so, yeah, I feel fine right now. And okay. I know the reason I feel so, like, calm about it, or, like, nonchalant about it, not nonchalant, but, like, you know, like, okay about it is because mm-hmm. she wanted to bump me up to 70 or not, <laughs> like, maybe 50 or some, like, insane number. And I was like, girl, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, like, so, baby steps, please. Yeah, so I'm like, 40 is like still significantly less than what she wanted to bump me up to so yeah but it really didn't take until I was like sitting at like that 40 milligrams which is only I think I started taking at the beginning of the summer so maybe a month ago June that I felt like okay but like even leading up to that I was still feeling like really really like depressed just like kind of like hopeless and then I was like getting annoyed because I'm like I'm on these meds and they're not doing anything yeah and she also prescribed me beta blockers actually oh I have the anxiety I loved that I I can't I don't know if I can take mine because I have extremely low blood pressure oh no but I have them so I'm gonna try them oh my gosh sometime yeah (laughs) but we'll see what happens because I used to faint a lot so oh my gosh a little yeah (laughs) but like Maybe performers not. use them yes for... no yeah yeah yeah. and so... that's why actually my therapist recommended it because she was like literally like professional athletes and professional like musicians performers oh, yeah. use this and I was like yes Everybody. I'm up in that category so I think <laughs> I should get on them I'm like I'm at the same level of stress as them obviously yeah obviously but... we're at the Olympics right yeah. now we're performing competing in front of the whole world <laughs> oh <my> obviously <laughs> But no, it I really the beta blockers really helped with like the in the yeah. moment anxiety. Um and like that was another thing, like realizing I was like, oh, I need to like add something else on to the Prozac. Like the Prozac's right. not gonna just fix everything. Right. Um was a bit difficult also. And then there's also yeah. like still the messages of like don't get too dependent on medication and stuff like that, which like I understand. But at the same time, I'm like, we're not talking about like 
this isn't some this isn't like morphine for like wisdom tooth surgery right. or whatever like this isn't pain medication this is medication yeah. for my brain your so. brain <laughs> yeah I mean I feel that because when my anxiety was so bad my doctor psychiatrist wanted to prescribe me Xanax and I was like addiction runs in my family uh-huh. like please don't and then I think next visit he was like are you sure you don't want it? Cause just having it in your cabinet could provide you some mental security. And I was like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But like, don't get me refills, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've had the same bottle since January and I've only had like three. So I think I'm fine, but mm-hmm. accepting that, like, it is okay to accept help when you really, really need it. But mm-hmm. once again, like benzos are very, dangerous as far as addiction goes yeah I'm very careful about that and I tell all my friends and family I'm like you know if you ever think I'm abusing them or something Mm -hmm. tell me um and I think if you have that security blanket that helps it become a more safe thing exactly Um, it's good to have the accountability and with beta blockers like they're totally non-addictive yeah exactly and the first time I took it though I was like how is this not addictive like I feel great like uh, I see what you're saying yeah you're like I want to feel like this every day yeah yeah but I just like had to like tell myself like I think if you feel like you can go without it then it's only like for emergencies like only like exactly there there are times I'm like so anxious I can't think about anything or like I can't I'm like paralyzed by anxiety and like that's when I'm like okay pop a beta blocker (laughs) I'm like you're up (laughs) Get off the bench. <laughs> We're putting you in. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh man. But gosh. yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. That yeah. was really helpful. And it's still so hard to talk about meds. So I know that being able right. to talk about this will help a lot of people who are either debating beginning that journey or are in the middle of it and, you know, trying yeah. to deal with like and understand the frustration. Yeah, it's definitely frustrating, but if you think it's necessary, then it's worth all the trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for coming on. Our 30 minutes are up. My mouth is still, I was like, maybe by the end of the episode, it'll be better. Like, I feel it kind of coming back, but (laughs) my cat is stirring. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I can try to get her out, but please. Hold on. Okay. Hang tight. Okay. Okay. She's my tongue also feels so weird. She's really trapped under there. So Aww. I don't want to hurt her pulling. It's like yeah. a, a space like this big. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to hurt her. She's Sorry. Really nestled in there. No, it's okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, but- just send me a picture and I'll put it on the BYOB okay. Instagram. Yeah. If you guys don't follow at Bring Your Own Baggage on Instagram, then get on that. Um, but yes, Ella, thank you so much again for coming on. Thanks for having me. And if you guys are still listening, make sure to BYOB next week. Bye. Awesome.